0: Hello and welcome to the Masters of Podcast. The brothers are back: Max Kesslering, Fraser Kesslering, Fraser. How you doing?
1: Doing excellent, man. Loving the energy right off the bat. You know, usually Max comes at us with a little NPR, but uh, I don't know. Fell a little shock jock. I I thought Rover's Morning Glory was about to come on.
0: <laughs> Literally the most gutter trash, gutter palette show of all time. How Deer dare
1: you? Don't you besmirch Jeffrey's name? Oh. That man was revolutionary, dude. Oh. If you don't,
0: I, dude, we're easily going to Rover Fest. <laughs> Yo, easily Rover Fest is gonna be super lit post COVID. Post COVID, ha- have to. Have to. That's a that's a prerequisite post COVID. Prerequisite post COVID. <laughs> 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 actually honestly um, so 941 would always play the artists that were going to be at Roverfest it actually had some banger artists actually at Roverfest sometimes
1: no they would have like big people come like it yeah. was a serious like event like no joke like look it up like Roverfest yeah. especially in that area I think it was like Ohio area right it was mm-hmm. I think they were a Cleveland based show Um, because I remember them always talking about LeBron, but, um, Put some respect
0: on his name, Frazier. Put some respect on
1: it. Dude, no one respects LeBron like Rover.
0: (laughs) Or maybe Dieter. (laughs) Dieter. (laughs) You know, when you listen to a podcast or a radio show and you wonder, what do these people actually look like? Don't look them up. Like it's better. Whatever in your head is better than whatever they might look like in person. <laughs> Except us. We look better in per- we look better in YouTube format, which we should do at some point. <laughs> we look podcast. way
1: better in- we look way better in YouTube format.
0: We do. Person or YouTube format or online. We just don't have a website because you know, mediocre. We put in baseline
1: just like minimum levels of effort.
0: Yep, we had a ten minute call before this podcast. Said, "Phrase, what do you want to talk about today?" It was
1: much longer than ten minutes. Don't sell, yeah, don't sell us so short. We really
0: we got into it, <laughs> but the stuff we actually had to talk about was less than ten minutes, probably. Hey, at least we prepped. We did prep, and we know the show is about tangents. People love our tangents. <laughs> I actually uh, recently got some some
1: feedback regarding the tangents. The people what like the ta- ta- the people like the tangents. That's what the okay, people are cool. here for. I don't well, know if that's good. what they said. I don't know if that's what that person said, but that's
0: how I'm gonna interpret what they said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um our interpretation is what matters. So all right, phrase. we wanna talk about football. We're in football season. We're done with basketball. We basketball aren't. was short lived for us this year. It was only three episodes. It was th- three good
1: episodes. It was just like the quarantine. It was short, and it was a shortened NBA season.
0: <laughs> so funny. All right, we're talking about football. We thought that rather than talking about general uh, just storylines from the NFL, we're going to sprinkle those in through fantasy lens because, let's be honest, trying to pay attention to two sides of the ball is pretty tough, so let's maybe just focus on one that we know a little bit better. So, Fraser. First, should we give the people an idea of how our fantasy teams are doing this year?
1: My, t- I am in absolutely no position to speak on fantasy football. Um, no, you
0: are, but it's so no, it is so comical how outrageous your season is.
1: I've had a tough season. Let me just—I am one in six. <laughs> I have the worst record in the league,
0: uh-huh.
1: and I have. One point away from 1,000 points scored on me so far this year. The so through
0: next seven weeks—that's yes. what per game. I have nine, no idea. Nine nine nine, nine divided by yep. seven. That's 142.7 points per game per
1: per game scored against me. Per game that's, scored mm-hmm. against you. Yep, that's that's correct, Max. And that's the next close and the next closest is is more than 100 points which is me the Death star. You're 105 points <laughs> fewer scored on you.
0: For uh points per week. This is a PPR scoring, so That's like um, seven for perspective. A week. That's 127 points per week. So 20 points per week less basically. I feel like I did that right. I don't know what you did. But nine nine
1: nine. Needless to say, the only team I have beaten this year has been Rick, which it I, as long as I sweep Rick, I'm happy. Um, but he it's has been the mo- tough. Least
0: points four, least points four in the league. His points <laughs> but, compared to Frazier's point, so points. So Frazier's points four is seven. Sorry, his points for Patties are 7, 17. Frazier's points against are one thousand. So Patty has scored three hundred, basically less points than the people that have played Frazier this year. <laughs> That's yeah, funny. yeah, I yes, we don't have to get into all the details, but I've been
1: absolutely wrecked. Uh, I have Austin Eckler, Miles Sanders. My it's it's not like my team is bad either. Like I have a decent team. Uh, Matt Ryan, Joe Mixon. Uh Allen Robinson, Michael Thomas, uh <laughs> Miles Sanders, Austin Eckler, James Robinson, Chase Claypool. Like my team is good. I my tight end sucks, Robert Tanya. I mean, he's fine. And then I got I don't know. I have a good team though. It's like it's not indicative of my record, but what can you not do? Not of one in six. All that matters to <laughs> you now is to not come in last place. That's all I listen, I'm constantly here, if you if if anyone wants to say you can say a lot about me, but I am at least putting effort into not coming in last. I am like still I'm putting in multiple waiver claims a week, like I am constant. It's it's I'm really doing my due diligence still, and I think that's what everyone should do. Not right, just maybe that's f- did, maybe
0: that's Fraser's advice this year. That's Fraser's that's advice.
1: That's my this advice. Year. Don't be that guy. No, continue to grind like for pride for something like you just like it's so easy to give up and i'm sure i'm gonna be real tempted at some point but i just feel like it's my duty as a league mate to like really put in the effort and like still put in waiver bids and stuff like that because it matters like i don't know Mm -hmm. there should be no free weeks you know Mm -hmm. every week should be a something some competition Mm -hmm. so I don't know. Maybe I'll win most points one week. We'll see. Maybe I'll get another win. Who knows? <laughs> Stay tuned. But it all next episode. On next episode uh, of Dragon
0: Ball Z, <laughs> we'll see if Frazier can get uh, more less than 140 points scored against and actually score more than 100. Um, but that that is true for all fantasy managers. Uh, you should just be trying because your pride matters when it comes to fantasy because you're going to play with those guys next year. And if you're not playing with those guys next year, what are you doing? I mean, if you just aren't trying to play for multiple seasons in a row, that, you know, what's the point of being in that league? I mean, the the it's more fun to be in leagues that are long-standing than to be in ones that you don't care about the result in. It will honestly um, help you next year.
1: Right. It, you got to have that mindset of like A lot of these players are going to come up again next year. And if you remember them or if you were making like waiver claims and stuff like that will have a positive effect going forward. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's just all information.
0: So one of those players that Frazier mentioned that has really screwed his team over this year, which I think is worth mentioning is Michael Thomas. So Michael Thomas, Frazier made a trade week one after week one Mm -hmm. with him, him and what we like to call affectionately George Kittle uh was injured and Fraser thought you know here's an opportunity to change my outlook get a receiver instead of a tight end you know michael thomas number one receiver last year by you know a wide margin it seemed like you know he's getting 10 receptions every single week it was intense um but that backfired quickly but it looked like a good... I both, we both thought it was a decent idea in the beginning. Turns out, George Kittle... And by the way, we know it's not George Kittle. It's just... Fraser called him George Kittle one time. So now we call him George Kittle. Um Gary. The least George-looking person of all time. Or, He's sorry, George like Kittle.
1: Okay. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Jeffrey Kittle. Jeffrey by his
0: friends. His friends call him Jeffrey um so michael thomas I, he, he's yeah i mean it's, we're i'm shocked do you think that was a bad trade in retrospect no, in, even in the even in, in retrospect in, no. no i don't i would i defend that trade 100 times out of 100 because i'm i'm more of a proponent of you can get a tight end that's decent usually and i don't pay, i don't like paying for tight ends i don't like whether it's a high draft pick or um, like a huge amount of your, uh, like draft capital, you know, if in, in an auction draft spending it on tight end, I think you, you can get the Delaney Walkers of the world when he was the, a, a middling tight end, and I'd rather spend that extra money on your number one receiver. Um, so I'd rather switch and get Michael Thomas. Personally, that's how I like my setup to be. But he's been brutal. He's killed your fantasy options. He seems to be a complete cancer in the locker room. He might even be getting traded. I mean, it's crazy. Quite frankly, he's been a real cancer on
1: my fantasy team. Um mm. he he's has rid of him. He has done nothing but brought pain upon me and my family and my team. No, but I made the trade because I was crazy weak at wide receiver. Like Cortland Sutton goes out ACL first game my two I only had two lit, like okay wide receivers I have Allen Robinson and then I had Cortland Sutton he goes out with the knee so I'm like okay I need to like beef up my wide receivers so I try to make you know I felt like it was they were both injured I felt like it was a good trade I could capitalize on his injury and uh who who knew that you know he would have gotten held out because he got suspended for getting in a fight And then he comes back with a pulled hammy and then he's out again. So it's like, and he might not even play next week. So, (laughs) and like, this goes back to what I was saying about the effort of my fancy team. I had like three separate contingency plans because the majority of my roster was injured. I really, I had to start Christian Kirk. I had to pick him up the day of, but I'm just saying Really, really putting an effort here. We're
0: <laughs> trying, we're trying, we're trying. Guys. I have put
1: I have put so many buckets of water on this fucking tire fire,
0: but it's still <laughs> in an inferno. <laughs> um, you can in fact polish a turd, though. Myth MythBusters found out you can polish you can. a turd. It is scientifically proven. That shows a that shows a freaking instinct. That was a classic.
1: I've rewatched mm-hmm. it.
0: Did you? It was on. It was on.
1: Yeah, it was on Hulu, and I watched every single episode. Wow, that's a lot of television.
0: How many seasons? Listen, is
1: that? I don't know. I think it was nine. Listen, I consume a lot of content. Like, let's just get let's get past. Let's get back onto Michael Thomas.
0: I want Do to ask think, about content, though. But that's okay. Keep going.
1: I mean, I can talk about content.
0: Have you watched Black Sales yet? I'm in the process of watching it. Okay, it just gets better. Get in there. I,
1: that's what I've For heard. People, I...
0: people that are like Game of Thrones or HBO style content. Um, Deadwood. With Deadwood, twists and turns. Uh, it's just super solid. Um, it's the prequel to Treasure Island. So that's my pitch. We'll talk about it later. We'll do a spoiler alert some other time. Once Frater f- finishes the show. Once Fraser finishes the show, we'll do a, like a... I think it's one of my favorite shows of all time, so... I'd like to do a debrief on the podcast. All right. Well, I'm finishing
1: up Fargo right now, but when I'm done with that. Okay. I'm also watching uh, all of the. I just finished the last two uh, Back to the Futures. I'm oh, currently man, on the third one. They're so I, good. Yeah. The first one is incredible. so
0: reckless. It's, it would just, you can't do those things. There is like also a rape reckless scene. Yeah. Like, there's like, like sexual assault. There's like, uh, he's getting hit on by his mom. Like, <laughs> That's not just the first, that that is also
1: a theme in the second.
0: <laughs> I did not see the second, and I'm okay with that.
1: No, second's real good.
0: Okay, third. I actually learned some.
1: Uh, the fantasy footballers. Some of their sound bites are from Back to the Future 2. Mm. Fifty five. And um, what's it gonna be, McFly? Are you in? Oh, out. That one.
0: I'm pretty sure both of yeah, yeah, both those are from the second one. Those are good ones. Those guys are the those guys are great. Alright, so Michael Thomas, what were you saying about him? He's killed my team. And I don't even know if he's gonna play this week. <laughs> What's well, the reports now? So let's see what they're saying on ESPN. They're saying Danger of sitting out week eight matchup at Chicago. Sustained grade one hamstring strain to practice this week that could keep him off the of practice field Thursday and Friday. That was October 25th. Yep. So it could be one to two week injury. Crazy. I am uh, in some deep shit. <laughs> another fantasy player that's ruined a lot of people's matchups, Christian McCaffrey. He's been out... For a long time now um was it week two week three yeah i think he went out i'm looking
1: it up week right now. four
0: but he still isn't back yet um they're looking like he might still sit out this thursday night game um that a lot of people picked him first overall and that's ruined a lot of people's seasons so here's a question for you. Fab or Seventy-two dollars on them.
1: Here's a question for you. How do you seem to always pick these type of people up and use Mike Davis so effectively? You are seriously <laughs> the king of the Geo Bernard play. You always, you always do this. I don't know how you do it, but you always do
0: it. So can you the just David like? Johnson- the, the Gio Bernard, Mike Davis. Yeah. yeah,
1: you just like find out someone's injured and that that player ends up being injured for like a long time and they end up like carrying your league. I feel like you did this with Kareem Hunt before. Like, I don't know.
0: How do, okay, so how do I do what's it? What's your or like or thought presses for it? like, no, what's your like thought presses for picking those people up? So I, I'm willing if I think someone's gonna be the full-time backup, like they're gonna go like Jamal Williams this week. I, I would pay up upwards of twenty to thirty dollars in fab, right? Thirty dollars I think is no issue for someone like that. Um, if you're gonna get more than I'd say two weeks, um, I think thirty dollars is more than reasonable. So I, I think it all has to come down w- up with you know, it's not necessarily. Uh, So I guess I'll break it down in two different scenarios, what you're looking for. So one thing you're looking for is how much fab are you willing to spend? Waiver priority is stupid, so we're not even going to talk about that. How much fab are you willing to spend, right? And then second are what types of players are worth picking up. So those are the two things you're looking at on how do you get these running backs. So I highly um, emphasize running backs because I think waiver wires... Spending money on receivers is not valuable because the consistency isn't there week after week. Whereas running backs, um, you can spend on a lot, a lot on one player and it'll be worth it. So like Christian McCaffrey gets out, you we knew Mike Davis was going to be his backup. And that offense runs with one running back, not two. Decent line. So it, it was a decent option. Um, other times I'm not willing to spend the kind of fab on other players. Then let's go and look at how I look at fab budget. So fab for people who don't understand, sorry if I didn't just cover this, but fab stands for free act, free agent acquisition budget. So it's how much money you get hundred dollars or so, and you spend it on. Or we'll go off a hundred dollar budget. So percentage wise, hundred dollars. Um, how much are you willing to spend on a player that will uh, carry you? I'd say, or you know be able to put a big point totals for two weeks. Let's say right. So two weeks is what I'm looking for. I look at fantasy as a week-to-week game. So if I can get two weeks out of a high-level top 15 running back, I think that's super valuable. So I budget fab every season. So fab budget on $100, you're looking at... So let me look. So it's $100, right? Divided by, you're looking at uh, 14 weeks because if you get to the playoffs, good for you. So 14 weeks. So you can spend $7 a week Yeah, that's right. So it's $100. Yeah, and that's not including week one. That's including week one. So week one, you're not going to worry about it. So it's about $8, let's say, $8 a week. So if you can get three weeks off of someone uh, for all of your FAB budget allotted for those three weeks, it's super important, right? So that's how I look at FAB. Then if I don't spend any of that one week, it carries over to the week next. So um, say I spent $0 in one week, that means I have $16 ish for the week for the next week right so that's what i i'm not worried about spending three four five dollars on anybody i'd rather spend thirty dollars on one player so that's that's how i view it and that's how i use fab budget to my advantage and how i budget my fab so
1: and then but when you get sorry it's a long answer i feel like you also tend to play these players like immediately like mm-hmm. when you picked up Mike Davis, like you put them right into your lineup. Yeah, he sat one
0: week, and then I played him. Yeah, did he? Yeah, I, I waited one week, but yeah, no, I'm willing to play uh, a running back. Uh, that's that's a sub, that's subbing in for someone else pretty much immediately. Uh, receivers less common. I, I I wouldn't do that with with receiver. That's the, that's the position I'm looking at is running backs who are coming in for injured players. So like. Um, I mean, let's look. Who, so, so here's a good example. If Chase Edmonds is on your waiver wire, um, I'd be willing to spend thirty dollars on him, one hundred percent. Um, I know you're, you know, if if let's look into Kenyon Drake. So he just got injured. It could be a multi-week injury. That's the kind of guy I'm looking at. So, um, let's look at players. I don't know which team he's on. So, um, Drake. So, Kenyon Drake is out. So, they have week eight bye, but then they're playing Miami and Buffalo. You know, not great, but he's expected to make, miss a few weeks due to a tearing in the ligament in his ankle. So, he's missing one week. He's going to miss a second week. He's probably going to miss three weeks. It's hard to miss any less than three weeks at this point, I'd say, for a running back. Um, so, Chase Edmonds, if you can get three weeks out of him, that's huge because he's going to take most of... The lion's share of that work. Edmonds right now is even putting up good numbers while uh, Drake has been playing. You know, he had 20 points last week. You know, he had 19 points against the Jets. Yeah, he isn't huge on the ground, but I don't care where he's getting his points from. If it's from the air, then great. Um, so that's that's the kind of guy I would spend on. So that that's an example. But then I wouldn't spend it on a line like the Giants. So, like, when uh, you, you got to think about the lines, too, or just, like, the teams. Like, the Giants, their line sucks. So, I'm not going to spend money on a team who's just, their running game is always going to suck. So, like, Wayne Gallman or, like, Freeman, I just don't care. Yeah, they had one good week, but that line is brutal. I feel
1: like Freeman had a couple of decent weeks, though.
0: No, Freeman's, like, okay, but it's not worth spending, like, I'm talking about full fab, guys I'm targeting, Mike Davis. You know.
1: Yeah, true. Yeah, he's fine. He's just not really like a league winner.
0: And that's because the line's terrible. Yeah. Like the, the running game's terrible. So look at what the original running back was doing. And if the think about um Cleveland, right? So we're looking at Cleveland. They've got Chubb and Kareem Hunt. When Chubb goes down, it just gives more opportunity to hunt. And actually, sometimes the backup running backs have more opportunity because that team doesn't want to go to the third option. Whereas, like that first option, they're willing to easily go to their second option, right? Look at the the, the Packers with Williams this week, right? Aaron Jones was out. They played Williams, right? Williams got a lot more work because they weren't gonna go to they weren't gonna go to Dylan. AJ Dillon. So actually the backup running back is a better fantasy option sometimes than the first op- than the than the number 1 guy and that's only because of opportunity. Um whereas like when Aaron Jones is in, Williams still takes series, drives, third down work from him. So Yeah. I would say
1: Aaron Jones might not be a great comp right now just because of how he's been Putting He's up numbers when healthy, unit. But I think <laughs> but it's. yeah, it I did, know what you're saying. I think that's it's a, still a That's a good point, though. It's still it's a. I mean, we only put point. up 20 points
0: this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the talent's not as great, but he still was a super great. But fantasy it's not like
1: that's more week. than what Aaron Jones has been putting up his. No, own but that's movie. about the same. It's about the same. It's pretty can't, good. It's can't, can't, like can't, Gio Bernard. Gio Bernard and Joe Mixon. Last week, I didn't pay attention. I think Gio had 18 or 20. Exactly. 18 or 19. He's a
0: guy you got to pay for. He's worth it. You look at Mixon; he was the only guy for the most part. Who's the third string running back for the Bengals? Exactly.
1: No idea. I only know yeah. Gio because he's been there for so long.
0: <laughs> yeah. and he's always been decent whenever he comes in.
1: Mm-hmm. And has an amazing mustache.
0: Dude. Okay. If anyone has time, go to Giovanni Bernard. He's he's.
1: If you have time to listen to this podcast, you got plenty <laughs> you to...
0: of time. <laughs> So go look up Geo Bernard's player profile photo. It's phenomenal. It's, it's really the good. Best mustache I've ever seen. He looks like he's from Red Dead Redemption.
1: Oh, Mister.
0: <laughs> that was a good one. Thanks. That's what we
1: used to say around the office.
0: Really? Because of Red mm-hmm. Dead? Everyone was just playing yeah. Red Dead. Yeah. Damn, it. Mister, Howdy, I wish mister. I always played Red Dead.
1: That's because you're about a bunch of old white fogies. <laughs> fogies. <laughs>
0: be like that a mustache is like that's how I was at the bank limp.
1: dude the bank was yeah the bank I remember there was a bunch of just old boring some of the old women were super nice though they were fun <laughs> I had With this one coworker, on dude I had this one coworker. I don't even remember his name he was like in constant motion and big cowboys fan oh I wish I was there now he would always be talking shit about the Packers. Like, and that was the year where Aaron Rodgers threw that crazy pass to um, Jared Cook on the sideline and they beat them in the playoffs that year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, what are you like he was still talking shit. I'm like, how are you how could you possibly be talking shit about how the Cowboys are better than the Packers? Like, you literally just lost to us. Like, how how are you? He was just unrelenting in his, uh, like, I don't even know quest to make like the the cowboys the, the best. Team. Yeah, it yeah. was just I, you, I could never have a normal conversation with a guy without just him like ragging on me about the Packers or something. He was an odd <laughs> guy
0: let's uh let's actually a good transition let's go talk about the uh the the second worst team in the league the dallas cowboys (laughs) they are so bad they might win the nfc east (laughs) no way there's no way the eagles will somehow like stumble into that win there's there's no way the eagles maybe not that That division's so bad at least the eagles are like they're okay never mind they're terrible too
1: they're absolutely terrible
0: and the so division's is division's the Washington
1: suck. professional team.
0: Yeah. yeah I think seven wins wins that division, that's a brutal division
1: and the giants. Yeah. They're all terrible.
0: Yeah. Uh, so this week though, Philly does play Dallas. I, I think they beat them by like 15 points. I mean, I think it's just going to be an absolute slaughter. Um, Dalton's out for concussion. I think um, Zeke has looked terrible. It's like he's super disinterested uh, it's just a brutal state of affairs for Jerry Jones. It's pretty tough. I mean it's in a
1: brutal state of affairs that he completely brought on himself <laughs> The whole the whole I don't know they they've underperformed as an organization for the last like 20 years. i mean this is like honestly nothing new for them i mean they've been good they have they've had some good players but um i don't know and you you feel terrible for dak and stuff like that but you i never towards the end of mike mccarthy's career i never thought he was anything like i i didn't think that was a good hiring and they just like i mean no no, he's not he's just not a great head coach um
0: you make a great point. That is so true. Mike McCarthy is not a leader of people. I mean, I think I listened to a podcast. They were talking about Jerry Jones interviewed a couple of people. They found uh, Mike McCarthy. He slept over at Jerry Jones's house. They, you know, good old hanging out. And he was drinking beers, you know, knocking them back, getting all chummy chummy. And it doesn't make him a good coach. He just is like friendly. You know what I mean?
1: Would you stay over at Jerry Jones's house if
0: you interviewed to be the coach? Yeah, probably. That house is probably so sick. He probably is bowling alley and stuff.
1: Dude, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was thinking, nah, that'd be mad weird. And I was thinking just of like going into a normal guest room within a house. But yeah. Jerry Jones is <laughs> like an absolute <laughs> mansion with like yeah. wings. You might not you could you might not see Jerry the next day yeah. just because the house is so big. Yeah. So it'd be totally normal. It'd be like going yeah. to a hotel. Yeah. I would do yeah, it. Yeah,
0: exactly. You wouldn't even see him. He'd definitely have a bidet toilet, like guaranteed. Yeah. For sure. Tushy. Uh, tushy. Nah, he'd
1: have a real one. He'd have a no, real one. No, he'd have one. a real one.
0: Yeah. He'd have one that spoke Japanese to him, like a yeah. new girl. He'd have a mahogany table that makes him feel like he can make business deals with aliens. Talking Fancy Man? <laughs> fancy Man, yeah. <laughs> I would like one billion dollars no I can't go one cent lower
1: <laughs> those are great any any scenes where they just let Nick Miller cook oh speaking of letting people cook uh, if you haven't watched the binge on Hulu it's a must Vince Actually, Vaughn is in it. it it's if you're in the mood it's for just movie. like a dumb silly kind of angsty movie don't watch the trailer the trailer's terrible but it's got a 24 Rotten Tomatoes. That's fine. I'm telling you, the movie is hysterical. They just let Vince Vaughn cook. They just be like <laughs> Vince Vaughn, do be be Vince Vaughn, cook. Yeah. And Vince Vaughn just goes nutty, and it is so fucking funny. It's it's honestly one of like the funniest movies I've seen recently.
0: Have you seen the Vince Vaughn trailer that he's in for like that scary movie by Blumhouse where he turns into like the teenage gr- like the teenage girl turns into Vince Vaughn. And Vince Vaughn's like body go, or brain goes into, and he's a serial killer, and he goes into this like teenage girl. It's like no, a Freaky it Friday. It's pretty fun, though. It's definitely gonna be fun. It's by the same people who did. Um, I know Blumhouse. Happy Death Day. So mm-hmm. that movie's hilarious. It's ridiculous. It? It's good. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Well, I mean, sorry, I don't remember. It's hilarious. It's just a really good movie. I was shocked at how good it was. Blumhouse it.
1: makes a good flick. Oh yeah,
0: for like thirty million dollars, mm-hmm. on the cheap. But yeah, speaking of letting people cook, let's get off the the Cowboys. I guess they're just kind of a dumpster fire. The AFC or NFC East is just a dumpster fire. Letting people cook. Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray, both of them were just cooking on Monday night. That was just fun. That was Monday night, right? Yeah, that was Monday night. That was just fun. It was a fun game. It's a great game. Kyler, Kyler's had a great year. Um,
1: I mean Hopkins has been a huge addition, but I mean it also helps going up against um the Seahawks secondary, which is terrible. So they're really bad. But no, Ky- Kyler's great. He he runs like a. <laughs> People say he runs like a kid who's oh in Sunday trouble. night. My bad. Sorry, Sunday night. Have you have you seen
0: him run? He looks yeah, like, a like a bad toddler. toddler. <laughs> a bad toddler. Bad toddler. Yeah. Like he's running away from his parents. Yeah.
1: yeah, and it's kind of like bowlegged and like a little like.
0: But uh, Duke
1: can move. I mean, he can play. He's uh, he's he's been way better than I expected. I didn't really know what to expect with him. He was um, so small. I was worried. Yeah, I just didn't really know how it was gonna work. The whole thing just seemed kind of like gimmicky. Not like gim, not him gimmicky, but like it was like him and um, Kiff Klings Cliff Kingsbury and it That's just a uh one. it was cliff kingsbury there it is um you. thanks i had to work through it the first time um but it just the whole thing just seemed like kind of gimmicky and he had the draft and his house looked like a lego mansion and it just i didn't really know what and then uh he, they've been good he, he's been really exciting um it's fun to see i mean he's dynamic there's nothing really more to mm-hmm. say
0: well, I think one of the biggest things for him is they went out and got Hopkins. I mean, that was a huge move. Hey, best thing you can do to, if you if you're a young good quarterback, get a good receiver. Get a big number 1 receiver. The team, you know, the Houston Texans, they got to feel so salty right now. Deshaun Watson, Watson must be so pissed. Like you get rid of your number one option and then 4 weeks into your season, that guy who got rid of him is gone. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. David like Johnson. they should have gotten rid of him so long ago. Bill mm-hmm. O'Brien was not the right guy. Or at least just don't let him make football decisions. Like I'm sorry. That's like the whole thing once. I know. <laughs> like well just have him be the head yeah. coach. Yeah, just have him be the coach. But Hopkins, I mean, he's putting up outrageous numbers. Um he's Why would the number one receiver right jobs, now. Though? I d I, I don't get that. Yeah
1: i would rather have i'd rather way have way rather have someone who i like trust i guess it's hard to find someone who you like trust to make those decisions
0: can't be that hard there's a billion freaking people yeah there's not one guy i mean bill belichick's seeing it right now that team's playing terrible i mean he's he can't bill belichick's drafts have been terrible I, he hasn't had yeah, a first round pitch in forever
1: yeah, but that's not that's not everything. I mean, that's a big thing, but like that, they're not a team that just drafts. Like he is so savvy for Fraser, the most you, part. Uh, I mean,
0: you still there?
1: Yep, still here. I can still hear. Right, We're good. You Keep just it did rolling. a three sixty. Um, your little picture just said a three sixty. That's so weird. Um, <laughs> and you just did it again. Um, no, they they pick up people in the draft. Like they get people off waivers. Like they're really great with all that type of stuff they're just like haven't had any huge big name people i don't know like right. they've had success though mm-hmm. it's
0: true yeah but at a certain point your roster's depth is going to struggle if you don't draft decent
1: hey man it's been 20 years like he's won six super bowls like i you know, every once in a while, you might have like a down year. Yeah, true. I mean, Tom Brady just covered up for a lot of weaknesses. I, why? I don't get why people say that the team is worse now than it was last year. Right? Like,
0: it's
1: mm-hmm. just you know, at a whole.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No. Yeah. No. I. 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 I That's uh, that. And that might not even be true. But just that idea of like. Tom Brady must have covered up for this stuff. Like they're different teams; it's a completely different team that, like, no, a lot of the true. pieces just, are the they've same. They've had really but, like, bad
0: skill position players. I don't think they've had good and, s- skill position players.
1: True. That I mean, that's fair. Absolutely, but they also had Gronk and, um, mm-hmm. I mean, Ed- Edelman. When he, I mean, they're not those guys. Might not be traditional like superstars, but they weren't mm-hmm. bad at what they did. Yeah.
0: I just like what, you know, a team like the Bills did. They haven't had great skill position guys, but they went and got Stephon Diggs. They
1: did, though. They had, like, Sammy Watkins and, like, they Sammy had... Watkins, the
0: Lizard King? No.
1: The Lizard King. The Lizard King was good.
0: No. But wasn't. they
1: did. They, they they saw something that they needed, and they filled it with Stephon Diggs. Yes, I agree. And I like
0: that kind of move. De, De, Deshaun Jackson, let's go back to... Kyler Murray, like we were just talking about in Sunday night game against Seattle, uh, they went and got DeAndre Hopkins because that's what you do. Yeah, but they've
1: won a couple of games. Like, the, it's not like these are always huge.
0: No, I know. Let's you might see give give a let's give few Patriots Peyton, some time,
1: like Peyton Manning. Right, that was like an immediate huge impact. But mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of some other teams that picked up a player and then won. A Super Bowl that year It's not like the NBA
0: Darrell Rebus was huge when The Patriots yeah. did that
1: Yeah but it's the Patriots to... Already being the Patriots like But yeah you're right
0: Yeah no you're right It doesn't always happen but we'll see We'll see Yeah, I mean the Bucs We're jumping around a lot but that's what we do in this podcast The Bucs currently right now are looking like They could be the Super Bowl favorites Uh, Brady, I think, looks like a great fantasy option also moving forward. Uh, But that and that defense is also great from a fantasy perspective. They get a lot of turnovers, good amount of sacks, and they're a solid defense. Putting, you know, teams can't put up a lot of points against them. So,
1: no, they're a good overall team. I mean, they've even sustained some injuries, but um, most. I mean, they just keep adding position. They just keep adding skill guys to that offense with A.B. coming in whenever he comes in. Um, I mean, that's an instant. Whatever he is at this point in his career, um, I mean, we haven't heard anything from him over the past year, really. Perfect. Perfect. He served his eight-game suspension, and uh, Tom Brady finally got what he wanted.
0: Yeah. Bruce Arians uh, said that Tom Brady had nothing to do with it, which I find outrageous, (laughs) like, don't just say things that are wrong like you're lying like we all he also
1: lying. said that i i'm pretty sure he also said that he they weren't gonna bring him in like before mm-hmm. and you've granted like you can say whatever you want but it's just kind of funny to say yeah. that tom brady had no effect
0: he certainly had an effect certainly um, what do you think so what do you think effect uh antonio brown will have or could have and what do you think it'll do from a fantasy perspective to the rest of the receivers?
1: I think it's going to muddle everything a little bit. I think he's still really going to get his. I, he's just such a, a volume hog. Like he he, he was always he's just always open. Um, <laughs> so I think he'll be like a real chain mover type guy. I, they just have so many pieces, mm-hmm. so many different things they can throw at you. Um I mean, Ronald Jones has been good. I mean, Fournette's no slouch. Um, the receiving core is just nuts, and you add AB to that. Like, that's a stacked offensive team.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it'll be a little weird for the receivers. I definitely trust Calvin Ridley the most. Sorry, wait, Calvin Ridley. That's the wrong team. What's the other? Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. Him and Calvin Ridley, I I, I get them confused all the time. I don't know why because they're like
1: pseudo number ones on a team where they're kind of also the number two
0: (laughs) yeah true (laughs) like julio jones is like calvin ridley like that combo and mike evans and chris godwin that though both those combos to me are very similar but julio jones is just a little bit better um But, yeah, it's going to muddle the waters a little bit more. I still think Godwin's going to get his touches because he's kind of a PPR guy a little bit more than Evans is. I still think Evans is going to be the touchdown guy, but you're going to be super dependent on touchdowns. And then uh, Antonio Brown, I think, is actually going to be, like, their number two receiver. I I think the problem is uh, Godwin's still going to be the number one-ish, you know what I mean? And then I think Mike Evans is going to really take – he's going to be more robust. He's going to be the Chase Claypool. He's He's going to be a tight end. Basically, he'll be the, the big catch guy, but not the yardage or PPR guy. And I think Antonio Brown's going to do a pretty good job from a yak standpoint. Um, I think they're going to try and use him in a lot of different ways to get him the ball. I bet you he's still got it, man. That dude stays in crazy shape. I think he's got a screw loose. Um, and I think it's kind of one that he has used to his advantage with, when it comes to work ethic. He's like one of those like obsessive work ethic kind of guys. He came from Central Michigan and was the number one receiver for like four years straight. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, that's pretty impressive to me. Easily. Easily. All right, fresh anything else you want to talk about? You want to wrap this thing up? Yeah, I'm good. Put a bow on it. Put a bow in it. All right, everyone go to social media channels, follow us, The Masters of Mediocrity. Also go to Patreon, patreon.com, and search The Masters of Mediocrity. Go on there, it helps us uh, pay for SoundCloud um, and basically helps support this podcast, helps us uh, keep giving you the podcast you guys all enjoy. Um, thank you for our Patreon subscribers. We have Iggy, Tyler, and Johnny Buckley, thank you all hey. for your uh, donations. We greatly appreciate it and it helped us pay for SoundCloud. So thank you very much. Appreciate it, guys.
1: Uh, and always, you know, uh, Christmas right around the corner. Cor- corner, Mister um, Ball Caps, uh, check them out. Uh, T mom T M O M at checkout for fifteen percent off your order.
0: Cool. All right, everyone out there in podcast land, have a good night. Peace. Peace.